0: How's it going, Nashville? This is the Nashville Fitness Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Chris Beavers, where we will unpack all things health and wellness. We will clear up common myths, highlight amazing fitness opportunities, and bring you guys the best information about health here in the great city of Nashville. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Today, we have the privilege of hanging out with Justin Todd. Uh, Justin is a, a local uh, performance trainer and uh, mobility specialist. He's uh, doing all kinds of good things here in the Nashville community, posting a lot of great content online. So, Justin, thanks for your time today, man, and uh, hanging out with us.
1: Thanks for having me here. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, man. Dude, so tell me a little bit about your background. I always like to start there. Tell me you know, how you got interested in fitness and, and kind of came to be uh, here in Nashville today. I got
1: interested in fitness through football. Uh, I trained with a guy... Named Brian Griffiths. He was my speed and movement coach all the way from like 12 years old on up through. I stopped playing football in college. And, uh, you know, I'm six foot and I wasn't the fastest guy, but I was able to play in college and I attribute that to him. Nice. And just having that extra, the the extra tools. Where'd you play college football? Played at Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts. Cool, yep. And then finished up at DePaul University. Went to D3 ball. Nice. After some injuries and whatever. Uh, but I want to be able to give that to somebody else, not just play football in college, but give them the, give them the, the ability to do things they otherwise weren't. And I think movement yeah. can do that for people.
0: Yeah, I love that, man. It's cool that uh, you know, once you see, hey, what movement or what good coaching can do for you, right, it elevates your own personal experience and inevitably you know, makes you crave to give that to somebody else too.
1: Yeah, it just allowed me to level up, and that's what I see, whether it's confidence or whether it's just giving somebody the ability to do more. I think that's mm-hmm. huge, and I've been able to see that with movement.
0: I love it, man. That's great. So uh, play play college ball, and then uh, you know, kind of how did you get interested in, in training and and, yeah. and those kind of things from there? So obviously it's probably <laughs> bred in you a little bit from from being in sports as it is. Oh, right? I loved
1: it. I was the guy who was always you know pushing the other guys, and so you know good. whoever threw up first was working harder. <laughs> right, type right. of deal. Um, but no, at the tail end of football, I started training people on the side. Cool. And then I actually went to. Uh, when I moved back home briefly, started selling personal training at L- LA Fitness. <laughs> nice. And kind of learned the sales process. Sure. Didn't realize that was a process. It is. It's one of the biggest, I mean you can't do train anybody if you yeah. can't sell them first. Right, we're so, all selling things all the time. Exactly. Um, so I learned how to sell myself, that was a big thing. But then shortly from there, actually the guy, Ryan, he took me under his wing. Cool. And uh, taught me everything he knew. And I call him the Speed Whisperer. He took the guy from four four forty to a four one nine. Oh jeez. On his pro day. So it's Dude, not a record impressive. in the Combine but it, you know, it, his his pro day ran four one nine. Wendell Williams. Damn. And um so yeah, impressive. he taught me everything he knew and then from there we just we got rolling and I fell in love with it and knew I wanted to do it full time.
0: I love it, man. That's great. So, uh, was that the LA Fitness? And then, you know, how did you kind of end up here in Nashville, kind of doing your own thing? Yeah, so a
1: guy named Kevin Klug, he was training um, Sam Hunt on the road, and they came to our gym called Sparta in Fishers, Indiana, while they went on the road on tour. And two months later, after he went there, this was three years ago, he asked if I wanted to move to Nashville and work with him. Shortly after that, I decided to, so I did it, and then shortly after that, I decided I wanted to do my own thing okay. and do it myself. So sure. that was two and a half years ago, and here we are.
0: Man, that's crazy. So give me, give me the idea of kind of how your your business and how your kind of clientele, you know, how has life changed for you over the last two and a half years, and kind of maybe even some of your thought processes of uh, training and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's ever evolving. Right. Um, <laughs> it's a remote training business, so I train any people at Public Park, so there's a park called Rose Park here and it's in a uh, park that's owned by Belmont cool. and then it's a turf field so I train a lot of my athletes there. Nice. I train in home uh, anywhere from Green Hills to Franklin to Thompson Station and 12 South area, those cool. are the big ones nice. and then some other gyms have just kind of opened up their doors and allowed me to utilize their facilities which has been fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's great. So
1: there's also a rooftop of my apartment complex <laughs> which a- is a nice little I've studio, seen some videos, studio it looks vibe Seven floors up, um, kind of a private deal, Yeah, and I've got all the equipment in my little car, and we make it work.
0: That's great. And you're kind of at that unique position, right, where, you know, obviously it's weird times. Some people don't want to go out and be in public in large settings. And to be able to, like I say, go out to a park or, or you know, get a good movement in uh, on the uh, the garage uh, rooftop, uh, I think it's pretty cool that you've got that capability.
1: Yeah, it's been cool because COVID, you know, with a lot of the gyms being closed, people don't still, they still aren't wanting to go there. Right. So I'm kind of outside of that, and so I've been very lucky and blessed to still be able to continue doing what I do, Yeah. Um, and literally nothing has changed. That's cool, man. Business as usual. Business as usual.
0: Got to move and got to be staying in shape regardless of what's going on in the world, right? Exactly. Now more than ever, important to to be on top of our health. (laughs) 100%,
1: especially the mental aspect, and that's one thing that we can help improve with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Dude, so you know, I think one thing I admire about you is that you're constantly trying to learn Constantly trying to take in new information, and uh, I new took some some courses recently and things like that. Give us an idea of kind of you know your thought processes and some of the courses that you've taken to kind of you know level up some of your own knowledge and uh, education uh, and better to impact your clients. Yeah, I've
1: done the Speed Summit was really the first kind of continuing education after college with ac- uh, acceleration or athletes acceleration. Cool, that was fantastic. It was coaches from all over the world and they did a lot of performance style stuff, some Olympic lifting. There was a little mobility, and then the culture side of things as sure. far as how to improve the culture. So that was a while back when I was with uh, Brian Griffiths up in Indy. Since then, I've done functional range conditioning, yep. um, and then I've Thank learned course. a lot from uh, Mike Robertson up in Indy. Yep. He's with iFast, Indy iFast. He's one of my you know go-to guys. I think cool. he's fantastic, so I've learned a lot from him. But the most recent one was functional range conditioning. Yeah. And, and this
0: seems to be kind of your bread and butter now is, is really mobility stuff and really teaching folks to move better and be more efficient in, in moving patterns, which, which I love. Yeah, so. I think mobility
1: is definitely a throw around word right now. It's a great marketing word. Boy, it's a buzzword. It's a buzzword. Um, but I think it's important. And yeah. I've always liked the little things. And I think whatever can you can give to somebody to help separate them from the pack. Everybody's doing the squats, the cleans, the deadlifts. Mm-hmm. But what can, what can allow us to do this for longer and what can allow us to do this better? And I'm just trying to unlock, find that key to kind of unlock just a little bit more potential to get people to the next level and do it in a way that feels good. And I think yeah. functional range conditioning does that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think it's a great tool to to have in the toolbox. So why don't you describe that process to us a little bit? Obviously, you can give us a thousand foot view, right? You know, because the FRC's obviously got a lot of stuff going on, but how do you use some of those principles uh, to, to impact mobility and movement and unlocking folks' performance? That's a good
1: question. It's functional range conditioning. For those that don't know, it's a system made by Dr. Andreo Spina, and it's basically a framework for allowing us to utilize our full joint capacity. Yep and you've got flexibility, you've got mobility. Flexibility being the passive range of motion. So you, right. you're laying on your back, somebody pushes your leg up in the air, that's passive hamstring yep. flexibility. And then the mobility is what the actual range of usable range that you can do. So I like to call it the strength, in end range of motion.
0: Yep. And, and, and I think that's spot on, right? So many people mix up flexibility and mobility, right? They, they don't know what they mean. They think, oh, if I can't break my leg all the way up, that means my, you know, or, or if they can't bring their leg all the way up, they're like, "Oh, I've got great mobility," right? But then they can't actually control, any control of that. Control it, know? yeah. And
1: that's where you're going to have injuries if you can't control those ranges yep. of motion. Then we're going to may, maybe get injured. And I think, I think that's where I, I kind of where was it?
0: Yeah. So we were just kind of talking about you know FRC and I don't know. We, we kind of got down the rabbit hole yeah. there of, of really what it is. This you is, know, same. talking about the difference between mobility and flexibility. Um, yeah, and how you utilize that. Yeah,
1: and I think um, it can be utilized in many different ways. I think it can be utilized pre-session Absolutely. as a kind of a warm-up to get our joints rolling. I, it can be utilized at an intraset yep. to kind of connect better to the muscles that we're trying to and the tissues that we're trying to work. And then it can also be used in the workout, yep, whether in two different ways. One, as conditioning, and really when I'm learning more isometric strength, type of mobility where it feels like you'd rather end up doing squats <laughs> right, right, if you're doing pails rails which are basically squeezes at end range of motion for yep. a certain duration i mean you're going to be begging for squats and that <laughs> right, right exactly and dr spina talked about that and it can also be used as kind of a cool down and then it, what i've really tried to do recently is kind of minimize all that mumbo jumbo of when should i do it and make it a 10-minute daily routine.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: And I've done that with the daily warm-up. and that's Yeah,
0: tell me about that, because, man, you've been posting a ton of great stuff yeah, on, online, uh, really good content, uh, I mean, stuff that I use with clients all the time as well. You know, sometimes I, I think people fall into the trap, like, oh, you know, I got good mobility stuff, and I'm like, eh, it's not that great, but, like, your stuff is, I use a lot of the same stuff, and I think it's great, so... Yeah, talk about some of your your daily warm-ups. Likewise, I use a lot of your stuff. Oh, thanks, I appreciate that. I mean, I think we all say the same, we're trying to do the same thing,
1: we just say it in different ways, do it in different ways, and we can all connect the dots and kind of use what's gonna work for us. And tweak it to your clients. clients, yeah. So, the daily warm-up, I was challenged by my guy, Jason Phillips, and he said, uh, I was wanting to do something online for people in mobility. I said, one video a week for 10 minutes. He said every single day for 365 days. <laughs> Dang! I said bet. I'm calling it the daily warm-up. I love it. So I'm on day 178 which was this morning, and it's uh, impressive,
0: man. Consistency. It
1: it's awesome. Uh, I
0: thought I was consistent, boy. You are consistent, man. Yeah, it's been
1: it's taken it to a new level. I didn't think I could do it. 10 minutes a day. That's um, a lot. Yeah. Now sometimes I'm filming a 4 minute video yeah. and saying, "Hey, you repeat this 3 times." Exactly. I right. started off though, the first 60 days was literally I set the timer for 10 minutes and was rolling and, "Hey, we're going for 10 minutes until this timer hit, hits." <laughs> and then I realized, "Oh wait, we can do it a little different." But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's been fun. I've learned a lot about myself and injuries that I've dealt with and sure. and where I was just trying to lift through the pain and mm-hmm. where I could take a step back and really go two steps forward after. Um, as long as I took that one step back, and that's yeah. kind of the mentality I think that you have to have with mobility is take one step back, take ten steps forward, yeah, and then take it ten years later than when you would have been able to do it. And I think right. that's a cool spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the daily warm up is you basically log in and you're getting a daily uh, video sent to you. Cool. With either. So you're emailing these
0: out too. They're going out in
1: email, cool. and then they're all on my YouTube channel yep. at yep. J Performance. And so there's a huge database now where I've labeled it to where if you're struggling with your ankles or your knees bothering you or anything it, and you're struggling with squat depth, it's not treatment. Um, I'm not a therapist, I'm a trainer. Sure. So it's um, basically just tools that you can use to unlock more potential Yep. and just to feel better.
0: Yeah, and it's good stuff too. You, know? it, uh, it, you don't always need a, a therapist for some of these things. Yes, there's times when when hey they they need a more experienced person in the room from a, a, an anatomical standpoint those kind of things but 100%. it's like dude if they can watch two or three of your videos and, and stay out of an injury it's like dude they didn't need me in the first place right or they did have something that was maybe a mild ache and then went away like boom like they didn't need to see me anyways exactly. and uh you know i think some people are, are a little gun shy with that uh, you know like, well you know I, I just need to go see somebody and it's like man if what that's why i post my videos yeah, yeah. if one or two things gets the job done, you didn't need to see me anyways. Exactly. So it's cool, I love it. Giving giving back to the folks uh, out there a little bit, which is, which is huge.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been able to see people come back and say their routine's been changed, their morning routine's been changed. Yeah. And then it takes the rocket science out of mobility, like <laughs> when do I do it? Just do it every day for 10 minutes, make it like brushing your teeth. Right, yeah, there you go. And then you're gonna wanna come back and do it. And I, so I say do it until you wanna do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then at
0: that point, it's second nature to have it. Because yeah. sometimes, you know, people, folks don't want to do it, right? Hey, I want to do hit my deadlifts, I want to hit my squats, or overhead press, whatever, hit my Olympic lifts, and I'm done, I don't want to do anything else. But this other stuff goes a long way, man. I get it.
1: I, that's all I want to do, too. I <laughs> Most of my sessions look like 90% heavy lifting. Yeah. And But I'm doing the extra 10%. Right. That allows me to do that 90%. 100 percent effort every time
0: yeah exactly exactly yeah to, to be able to stay fresh to be able to stay hitting hitting and being top of uh you know top of your lifts when you're getting into the gym yeah which is which she is allows you
1: to connect and allows you to just be more efficient in your movement
0: yeah absolutely man so uh, man let's talk about this you know kind of practically speaking as it relates to to mobility work you know some some folks and i get this a lot in the clinic hey i've been doing some mobility work i've tried some foam rolling i've tried some things you know Uh, More often than not, I feel like people don't have direction and and some of their mobility work doesn't work for lack of a a better way of putting it. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, I think we've all been taught how to stretch. Right? Yeah. Classic PE days. Yeah, and I think that's still people's outlook on what mobility is. And Mm -hmm. it's holding stretches for 10 to 30 seconds before a lift, uh, before a, a session, before a practice. And. While that feels good, it's only a short-term fix, very, very short-term, and maybe not even any at all uh, as far as performance goes. And it it might be mental, so I tell people if they want to stretch, fine, stretch. Uh, If it feels good to them, stretch. If it's a good way to check in with your breath, a good way to get you moving, um, I think that's great. But what mobility really is, what separates little progress from a lot is that strength portion. Absolutely. So for instance, if we're in a 90-90 position, and for those listening, it's you know when your front leg's up in front at 90 degrees, when your knees make it a 90 degree angle, and your back mm-hmm. leg's at 90 degrees, we're not just going through a stretch, we're literally going to try to lift off that back foot, yep. squeezing an internal rotation, we're going to hold it there without trying to lean over. Yeah. And I don't know if you can visualize that, but if you try to do that and you hold it for 20 to 30 seconds it's difficult you're going to feel worse than you just did a 20 (laughs) rep squat yeah um and everything, literally everything, is all fired up mm-hmm. um, if you're doing it correctly, and so if, if you're not getting results from your mobility work, I'd say you're probably doing more flexibility stuff.
0: Yeah, quick stretches, quick whatever, yeah. just going through the motions. Going too. through the motions,
1: if you're not sweating
0: after your mobility <laughs> work, then you're not doing it right. Exactly, I think that is one good thing that the that FRC folks do, right? Teaching you to hold something at the end range, teaching you to control it, right? Because then it's now it's really mobility, right? It's not just hey, I can bring my leg into this. Because I mean, some people are just inevitably they're gumpy, right? Right. You know, young female athletes, or even sometimes I see some males who are just really just mobile, yeah, are, are really flexible, but they can't control they can't any of that mobility. It.
1: There's a little bit less stability in there. Yeah. Yep. And it's you got to try to get them to be able to connect and finding those positions is tough. Because it's all different based on the individual, but right. you know, being able to really to make that connection from their mind to that muscle, yeah. to those tissues, um, which then I is going to translate
0: over to them to be able to cut and plan on the field, uh, being able to control their, their landing and jumping mechanics a little bit better, and then now they're more efficient on the field 100%. as well. You know what I mean? Which is which is huge. Yeah, and I think a big thing I see see as well from people is is they just don't do enough either, right? They you know, maybe I quickly go in, I do a quick hamstring stretch before a squat, and then a squat, and then just kind of go about my day, you know what I mean? So I'd love if you kind of spoke to, you know how, we've kind of alluded to it a little bit already, but how often should we be doing some of this mobility stuff? They say every
1: damn day. Yeah, I love it, I love it. Yeah, that's the FRC every day. quote right there. <laughs> uh, seriously though, that, and that's why I did the daily warm up because I want it to become second nature. Yeah. And I want it to be a daily routine, because you need to teach your body how you want it to move, so if it's not, and you expect it after a couple sessions to move the way you want it to? No, it's not because the other, I don't know, if you're doing it for a week and we take a week and we look at that and you're doing it for two hours of the 168 hours in the yeah. week, it's not gonna do what you want it to do. Wait. It's gonna do what it's doing the other 166 hours. Yeah. So the more you want it to move the way you want it to move, uh, the more you're gonna have to work at it. So for instance, a static stretch, no less than a two-minute hold. Right. No less than a two-minute hold. Yeah,
0: you're not going to get the change that you need yeah. unless you're hitting
1: If that. you want to get correct, and this is more looking at a post-workout sure. stretch. Sure, 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 sure. 100%. You know, dynamic warm-ups, get the blood flowing, raise the core body temperature, yep. hit you some cars, and, and whatever else, maybe your movement prep. But I think every day you go into your workout, your five minutes mobility, and then outside of that, you've got your ten minutes of routine that you plug in throughout your day, your morning routine, or your nightly routine. So it's every single day, mm-hmm. and if you really want to change. And I think if you hit it every single day for three months, you should be getting a change. Oh, 100%. 100%. That's um, and that's like a, an awesome 100% change, I yeah. think. If you're hitting it every single day for three months, uh, you can get a change every day for a month. Easy, yeah uh, yeah
0: I think it's I think it's a thing right is people lack that consistency piece you know or they don't know what they're doing too you know what I mean right and, and I think that's what you know folks like your Instagram page you know putting out content that is accessible and understanding hey if you know you have hip pain or you know you have difficulty squatting we're like dude go start watching some of these these videos you're putting out and, and start adding it just pick something and, and start working on that one thing Right. And I think people
1: want the end result right now. They don't want to the American way, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Uh, <laughs> click a button. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, if I could do that, I'd give it to you guys. It's like a yeah. It's a 30-day button. You yeah, gotta sure. You got to punch that clock every day.
0: And nothing nothing Good in life was just handed to you. right It always takes a little bit of work. Right, you gotta <laughs> practice too. I mean, people think that okay, I want to be able to squat ass to grass,
1: but I'm not willing to put in the uh, the hard work. <laughs> yeah, you squat once a week.
0: What the heck? Yeah, Everybody why can't I do this?
1: No, you gotta practice. Like if I, I mean Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu today, I went for my very first time. I, I walk in there thinking, okay, I'm gonna be great. No, I <laughs> <Yeah>. was I <laughs> <it> was awful. <laughs> right. And he's like, no, no wonder. This is your
0: first class, dude. Chill yeah. out. Like. It's yeah, be okay. Come back. <laughs> the first day of CrossFit, I was like, I'm in good shape, and then you're like, Holy heck! What, a, what? What? What the hell just happened?
1: That's a new level. Yeah, I needed to step into that realm more myself. Man, it's um, all, uh, I need to get humble.
0: <laughs> Dude, no, that's the same thing. It's if I go lift you know, heavy weights with somebody, it's like, i always get humble for that. I'm definitely not the strongest guy. Well, you know if
1: you're lifting weights with somebody else, they're picking their favorite things. <laughs> <You're right.
0: laughs> that's true. Set you up for failure a little bit, Of right? course. They're the, that's uh, the best things that they're good at. you yeah, are yeah, not yeah. going to pick what you're good at. Exactly. Um, so, man, uh, talking more mobility, You know, in your opinion and, and from things you've seen, what's, what's one of the more important joints or the most important joints that you think somebody should unlock? It's a good question. Or I, focus on it. It's
1: whatever they're struggling with the most. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, right. That's my short answer. I think ankles and feet are overlooked quite a bit.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree, Because I agree. they're
1: the first thing that hits the ground, and if that, if those are off and we're on them all day, I mean, everything else up the kinetic chain, up the chain's gonna be off.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's whatever <laughs> they are struggling with the most, so that's a tough one. Yeah, everyone's it's gonna be individualized. Different. Yeah, everyone's gonna be a little different. I gotta go with the feet and ankles. Yeah. So I'm picking one.
0: You know, I I, I don't disagree with that at all, man. I think, especially, you, you think about a squat, for example, right? You know, or, or running, right? If I'm going to squat and I can't, if I don't have any ankle mobility, man, hips and knees are suddenly going to start taking a beating. It's going to be jacked up. More, more often knees, and I get that in the clinic a lot. Yes. People complain about knee pain all the time, and it's like, well, dude, your ankles are don't move at all right or if you've got an ankle that doesn't move and you're running suddenly now I've got a rigid a rigid thing that should be pliable and be able to absorb my force and load a little bit yeah now it's not doing it at all
1: well performance is inhibited big time too if you've got no dorsiflexion and you're trying to make a cut your whole body's gonna have to shift as yeah. opposed to just being able to shift the ankle shift the yeah. foot so people are focused a lot on speed squatting more cleaning more when I really think they should just focus on the ankles and Absolutely. still doing those
0: things. Of course.
1: You're never taking away those main things. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- mobility, when I talk, it is, it is 5%, 10% yeah. of the whole picture. Right. Um, but if you spend 10 minutes a day on your ankles and your feet working on getting that control back there, then I think you can unlock a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I think that's foundational. I think the other area too is hips, mm-hmm. right? Same. You know, same thing, If you know, hips and ankles should be very mobile joints. And, and if they're not, right, low back starts taking pressure, there you go. knee starts taking pressure, all these other things that are, are designed to, to be stable and not hurt knees and low back, Right, uh, could all be alleviated by loosening up somebody's hip.
1: Yeah, I think the hips have been phenomenal.
0: I think FRC does a good job on the hip, in the hip component. For they sure. do,
1: yeah. I, I like what they've done. Uh, it seems to work for people. Um, the ninety ninety is a is a money maker for people, Absolutely. but I think the ninety ninety is very versatile. Absolutely, um, there's a lot of things that we can do with it. But yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot of people with low back pain that sit at a desk all day they're not able to get any hip extension. Yeah, none. No wonder why your back hurts. Yeah. You, you're not able to control any of your hip, so everything's just locking up. Then then your spine locks up because it's saying, oh crap, if I don't, I'm gonna get injured. Right. So then you lose control within your spine and then that goes up into your shoulders and then all of a sudden your neck's hurting. Yeah,
0: everything in between's uh, bothering you now. Everything, yeah. It, it's it's so interconnected. Somebody's like, well, I've got spasms in my low back now and i've done every low back stretch on the face of the planet it's like no dude your low back's doing that to protect yourself because your hips don't move you. for the dang. exactly and uh, so yeah you hit the nail on the head there as well uh man dude i, I know it's shifting gears a little bit i know you'd love to work with a bunch of athletes and yeah. you've, you've worked with a bunch of great athletes uh you know all over the city and, and, and some professional athletes all the above right and, and the average joe guy as well right 100%. somebody everyone's just trying to move a little bit better what do yeah. you think uh, from a performance standpoint or just uh, working out standpoint, what is something that's you know underdeveloped or, or low-hanging fruit that, that somebody needs to focus on?
1: Well, uh, of course I'm going to say mobility because yep. I think it's that extra insurance policy yeah. on their body. Um, it's them being able to add five years on to their career. Yeah, I've got a that. lot of professionals who struggle with a, a standing abduction where they're just bringing their leg out <laughs> to the side. Yeah without falling over, or without cramping up, or, or a half kneeling hamstring hold, um, and they look like they got hit by a sniper. Right, yeah, yeah. leg <laughs> like just given out from under. And then you see them after a month, after working your stuff for four days a week, five days a week, every day, and they're a different human, mm-hmm. they're a different athlete, they feel better. A lot of the guys squatting, especially high school, college athletes, yeah. everything is about weight.
0: Yeah, always. And hey, I'm going I, I, I tip that. It's that a competition
1: foot? against your, your boy who's playing linebacker with you, uh, who can lift more more weight. And so I actually had L5 L4 fra- stress fractures from that. Yep. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I want to mo- you know focus in on mobility. How could I have prevented that? Yeah. because um, then I wouldn't have had to go five steps back. I just needed one step back mm-hmm. to shoot myself ten steps forward. Yeah. Um, so I think it's mobility. But I think it's just repetition of their sport. Yeah. I think we put a lot of emphasis on big lifts, big lifts, big mm-hmm. lifts. And we're getting them really good at big lifts. Right. But I'm not sure there's as much carryover onto the field. There obviously is. Yeah, sure. They are 100% needing yeah. to be in the gym an hour plus a day. Yeah, yeah, right. Got to get a good zero, zero question about that. But I think... More field work is, is a good answer.
0: Yeah, that's a good point as well.
1: Um, just training your fascia how your fascia wants to be trained or yeah. is going to be, end up playing. So I don't think it's rocket science. I think they just need to do more of, of what they're doing and yeah. repetition, repetition, repetition. The, the
0: little things go a long way, and, and doing the little things regularly, day in and day out, that's what gets somebody ready to go. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they, there's been studies of, of basketball players. They didn't train at all in the gym. But they play basketball three times a day. Yeah, and they just their verticals went up. Sure. Their times went up or went down rather, and they're just better players. And then you see guys who are training in the pool, and they're able to now train the vertical jump at max velocity. Where when they were on the hardwood floor, they weren't able to train the their vertical at max velocity because their knees are banged up. Right. They get in the pool, train at max velocity, they increase the vertical by four inches. Dude, that's crazy. Which is awesome. Yeah, awesome. I can't think of the name. I'd love to give credit to what what I'm thinking of right now. I, I think it's, out <laughs> it's top, in there somewhere. California, but... somewhere. Yeah, somebody else, not me. But I find that real fascinating. Um, being able to train at 100 is, however, you can do that is going to allow you to increase your potential.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. The, the little things over and over again. Oh, cool, man. And then, so, to, you know, talking about strength again. You know, from a strength standpoint, what's one of the biggest deficits you see? Uh, and, and folks it's something that maybe they should double down
1: on their core. Yeah, probably. Yeah I mean the yeah. core connects everything. It's spot uh, cliche to say, but it does I mean you put somebody as simple as a bird dog and, and Can get real when hard. They're not able yeah When they're not able to complete a bird dog without arching their low back or tipping over But they can squat 400 pounds <laughs> like yeah, your, your, your spine is stabilizing in that manner with the squat but I think there's so many more ways that we should train the core it's it's a muscle just like the rest of the body right and I don't think that it should be overlooked um, there's just a lot more potential I think we can get out of that but then being able to control that spine being able to control each segment of the spine mm-hmm. individually both rotational and segmental Yeah. Uh, flexion and extension yeah I think rotational first um, with everything but the spine but um, and then the ankles, like I said, stronger ankles. Yep. Because that's going to lead to stronger knees, and that's going to lead on up the chain. And I cannot remember the last athlete that I've gotten that <laughs> has trained their ankles. Yeah. Nobody.
0: What's your go-to for that? Like, uh, you say, hey, I'm going to train my ankles. What? what like, give me some ideas. So I would start,
1: or... yeah, I mean, we're going to involve the feet, too. So we get your big toe working individually yeah. on its own, get the little toes working individually on its own. And then Huge. we're going to restore just regular dorsiflexion. So, yep whether it's a half kneeling position and we're pushing the knee over the toe, keeping the heel down. Um, and then we're going to turn on the calf. We're going to see what the calf's doing. And I like to do from a downward dog position nice easy for most people. Uh, but then you can go into standing, then you can go into squatting, um, with that. And then you can add bands, inversion, eversion. And then really the foundational move is, are we, do we have full range? So cars, so big articulations, big circles with the ankles. Do we have, full range of motion with
0: that. Yeah, can, can we control all that? Can we control all of it? I, yeah. I think it's your spot on top of toes as well. You know, that's an often underlooked area, especially when you think about running. I mean, you've got to be able to get a lot of motion out of your, your toes when you're going to run or sprint. And, and if not, something else is going to start taking a hit, right? So then people start complaining. Turf toe, minor fasciitis, some of these other injuries that I see in the clinic because their feet and ankles move like crap, you know what yes. I mean? And, and I think that's a, a often I've done it before too in the clinic. You know, you know I got Achilles. You know I got Achilles tendonitis, and their big toe does not move. And you're uh-huh. like, dude, no one's ever looked at this with you. Like no wonder you've had Achilles tendonitis six times in the last two years. You know what I mean? right, right. And this recurrent basis stuff. So I, yeah, I love it. That's a low hanging fruit I see for folks too. Yeah, I,
1: I was thinking of back to. It was either an Instagram post or a podcast I was listening to, and they talked about how we're in these boxes called shoes, and we don't control our toes, and so how do you expect if they can't move their toe on its own, how do you expect them to be able to flex it when you go to sprint?
0: Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck.
1: And there's just so much that we can unlock if we're using it correctly and it's just something that's very much overlooked because it's such a small thing. Right. Um, well, and,
0: and we just cram our feet into these, these just miniature toe box shoes. I'm a big fan of like wide toe boxes wider. on shoes. Yeah. I mean, like if you look at, we just had a baby, and so like, if you look at an infant's feet, hey, they're splayed out. You can really splay those toes out. That's amazing. And then, like, you look at our feet, and it looks like you know somebody you know put you in steel toe stilettos, or mangled something. up and twisted
1: to the side yeah. with little big bumps on the Yeah, bunions, on, the, everybody. bunions yeah. on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, crazy. You know, and I'm a strength coach, so. So it's tough when I get an athlete, I'm like, well, "Take your shoes off. We're yeah, gonna find right. your toe real quick." They're like, "What? Excuse me? What?" Yeah. So that doesn't <laughs> come in first normally. Yeah, of course, right?
0: Yeah, you got to do the big things. You got to do
1: the big things. No, but even like, I'll I'll wait a week. I'll wait a two weeks for the buy-in to come in. First. Yeah, right. There you go. Because yeah. if
0: they're if they're like, "What's this guy doing?" Yeah, if you just come in and work on toes, and it's like, you know, this, this guy's a weird. I'm dog. out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this guy's gonna pull his yoga mat out next. And, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna sing "Kumbaya." We work on our toes. Or something. Right, so, the candle's lit and like what? <laughs> no, I think so, that's key though for sure. I yeah. love uh, I love that you're addressing some of those areas, and I think that's what separates somebody who's just hey, I'm copying videos that I saw on Instagram from a strength standpoint to somebody who's actually applying these things for a rhyme or reason. Right,
1: and then it goes into you know we can work the big toe in our squats. We can by turning a certain way, by emphasizing a certain squeeze, and then yeah by certain angles with split squats and split stances, we can put them on an incline-decline and really emphasize that big toe within the movement. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, It's based basic. on inversion, eversion, and I mean, it's really limitless. There's,
0: yeah, I um, love it. It's funny to me, you know, I was having this conversation, I, I feel like I've, I've found in the past, like there's trainers like yourself who I feel like you can treat big toe mobility and foot and ankle issues better than some PTs, right? Really? Us PTs, like we get in this boxed mindset of like all right man we learned all these corrective drills in school and like we see other pts do it and it's like oh you know i'm working on like toe yoga which is where hey i isolate big toe movement with Mm. and then i separate you know isolated big toe movement and then isolated Mm. movement of your other toes it's just these these silly little drills that that are good for a small time period but you've got to get it back into some of these functional pieces like you're talking about hey i'm doing split stance stuff with my toe elevated and really working functional mobility as opposed to just this Silly weird you stuff. You gotta it have that sense.
1: Yeah, you gotta have that transition deal. And for them to be able to connect that to the on field or on court, that's huge and that's what's gonna make the separation. I mean for me I'm not training I'm not treating injuries. Right, right. Um, we're looking to prevent them. Absolutely one hundred percent. And then really what my goal is to unlock more performance. And that's yeah. that's at the end of the day. Unlock your feeling better, that's that's one too, but then unlock yeah. performance so that's kind of the feel better and performance.
0: I love it, man. Moving better, feeling better. Man, dude, thanks for your time, brother. How do we get in contact with you, man? You got a lot of great content on Instagram. How do we how do we reach you and uh, find out more about it? Yeah,
1: on Instagram, all my stuff's at Performance. Same username on YouTube, Performance.
0: Cool, man. That's great. Yeah. We'll drop all that in the comments, and then uh, obviously we'll uh, tag you and all the good things as this comes out. And awesome. so, Justin, thanks for your time, brother. Appreciate you, you, and uh, have a good rest of your day, man. It's been great. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Nashville Fitness Podcast. Don't forget, educate yourself, surround yourself with positivity, and take care of your body. It's the only one you get. Education is the key to a stronger and healthier you, one person and one community at a time. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and leave us comments. If you want to find out more about us and how to maximize your health and performance check out our clinic on instagram at momentum underscore sports pt or at momentum sports